I really looking for that world where we are empowering women to be who they were made to be and having that ability to be heard in the same capacity that men are. That is a vision that I've had for a long time. And I think that's one of the reasons I do what I do, because I think your clothing holds nonverbal clues and cues, and it speaks long before you do. So I want to give women that power to speak and have that visual presence that helps them get their message out or just helps them be heard. Welcome to Mindful Business Founder, the podcast for fashion business founders seeking to build a meaningful and profitable business. I'm Liki Tang, and I'm here with you today to find out how mindful founders build strong businesses that deliver value to people and to the planet. In today's episode, we have another very special guest, Kathleen Aldett. Kathleen is the founder of Your Authentic Image. She has been running her image consulting business for over 20 years. Kathleen helps her client connect who they are on the inside with how they show up in the world. What her clients have achieved with her is just amazing. She has helped them advance in their lives and career. Kathleen will tell us about her unique holistic approach to image consulting and she will also share some transformation stories about the clients she has helped. In this conversation, Kathleen will share some tips I've personally found very useful on how we could show up in the world more authentically. And we will also discuss how Kathleen uses her business as a platform to spread awareness on sustainability issues in the fashion sector. So please welcome Kathleen Odette. Hi, Kathleen. Hello, Liki. Hi, it's a pleasure to have you here today. And so you're the founder of Your Authentic Image. Can you tell us what you do and um, who is it for? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I started Your Authentic Image as an image consultant. That's what I do. So I work with people around their image in a very holistic way. So from a spiritual, mental, physical place, uh, uh, how do you get dressed? Trying to combine those three, right? Trying to embody those three. And my clients are mostly people that have this gap between who they are on the inside and then how they show up in the world. So a lot of times there's like a misalignment or a bit of an incongruity and they're trying to understand how their clothing choices, um, you know, why are they so exhausting and confusing at times when they're trying to get dressed for something to go out into the world. And so my work is around easing that and really connecting who they are on the inside to the clothing on the outside. And that's, that's what I do really looking for that authenticity and who they are and how they're created to come forth rather than just choosing clothing based on what other people are wearing or what other people think or, or what fashion thinks. And so who are those women that come to you? Are they businesswomen or all kinds of women? Yeah, uh, I would say uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of businesswomen, but I also have 
a fair number of women that are going through some sort of a transition, whether it's, you know, the kids are grown and they're, they're trying to pivot and do something, change their career or do something in the world now that they weren't doing before. I have a few older clients that I just adore that are in their 70s and 80s that, um, that just, you know, they have realized that they, they're not dead. <laughs> they can actually <laughs> get dressed and be happy. And, uh, but most of the time, the women are in some sort of a, either a career change, some sort of a pivot where they realize that how they're showing up in the world is not really the way they want to show up. So they are uh, realizing that their clothing is a part of that. And there's this sort of unease and sort of like, uh, um, what's going on here? I don't quite, I, I need some help with this. And so they, they reach out and are looking to connect. And, and most of the time they have an idea that, um, a sense of maturity about, uh, you know, I'm not 20 anymore and I have my body's changed a little bit. And so how do I dress this, this body that I have now versus trying to, um, you know, just put anything on that is in style. So this is what you mean by alignment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the key for me is when I'm talking with women, I really am trying to see if they're willing to go to the place where they want transformation and they want to show up differently. And so for them, that would mean, um, okay, I'm going to figure out who I am on the inside, what I love and don't love about clothing and about myself and align that. So when I work with women, we come up with four or five words that resonate with them at a deep level. And that takes a while. Mm -hmm. um, but then I teach them how to translate those words into the design elements in the clothing so that there is an alignment between what they're putting on their body, which is a second skin, right? It's a very mm. interesting place. And uh, what they're putting on their body and then, and then who they are, how they show up. Um, but definitely alignment is, it has to happen. And I stick with my clients until things start to click in that area. Mm. And that's the, I think that's the part that I love the most, really, is watching that transformation. And so do you have to go through the closets with your clients? Yes. Yes, we do go through their closets, not right away. Most of the, the pre-work is, uh, is internal work. Um, but once we get to the closet, we're looking to, first of all, uh, decrease the number of pieces, right? Most women in particular wear about 20 to 25% of their clothing. And so um, their closets are overstuffed, overfilled, too many clothes, but no outfits. Mm. Too many clothes, but no outfits. I like that. Yep. So we're looking for just culling those pieces that resonate with them and that work and that make them happy and that they can use and then letting go of what doesn't. And so that process is... Uh, sometimes exciting, sometimes tenuous, sometimes scary. So the, there's a part of decluttering. Totally. Uh, I'm all about that. I'm all about um, decluttering and organizing well and minimizing so that with less clothes, I think you can garner more creativity in your everyday time getting dressed. And I think that's been taken away 
from us by having too much stuff, too much visual clutter, too many clothes. And uh, that's sort of what kind of like fashion in our society has done to us, I think. Made us think more is better. So maybe you can share one or two tips for our listeners to improve their image. I know it's all about alignment, but do you have any basic tips that could apply to anyone without going through the consultancy? Oh, yeah. I mean, like the things that I tell every single woman. <laughs> If you don't mind sharing. No, I don't mind at all. Uh, for any of my clients that know me well or that read my newsletters or my blogs, they'll know that I'm big on color, wearing color. So I do tend to put the majority of my clients on a black fast, a black clothing fast. Mm -hmm. So really just saying, let's not wear so much black for at least for a limited amount of time. Like I love black. It's in my wardrobe. And I'm all about <laughs> black. <laughs> I know. I know. It's very versatile, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, um, it can be very um, sort of sophisticated, right? With a little black dress and uh, black velvet and things like that. But because the fashion industry is the way it is, we have too much. And so many of our clothes are made in three colors, black, white, and gray. And it's hard for women to find clothing in color. And so they've over the years bought so much black. And then they, I think it's a hiding. They hide in that color. And I really encourage them to just take it. You know, I give them different time limits, sometimes 10 days, sometimes 30, sometimes 40, sometimes six months, depending on the challenge to just wear color. And we go a lot into color about around um, the personal coloring, their eyes, eye color, skin color, hair color. And then another thing I tell women is, uh, and men too, is to get a seamstress or a tailor because no clothes off the rack in general are made for our bodies. Definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you can find one that's reasonably priced and that, uh, and that you love, uh, just put them on speed dial on your phone and uh, <laughs> take your clothes in, particularly the ones that you love and want to wear a lot. I recommend uh, getting a tailor. And I think the last one would be, uh, the last tip would be to really take some time and think about where you're getting your self-image from, okay? Uh, trying to think about where do you get your validation from because that influences your clothing choices. And I think oftentimes we don't just set aside some time to think who's influencing me with my clothing choices. Am I making them? Is my friend, is my, my mother, my husband, my, you know, who's influencing me? The person, the, the person at the store, uh, the mannequin. <laughs> I need the outfit on the mannequin, right? Um, but really just thinking about who you are and, and how you want to be perceived. But can it be more than one person? What do you mean? Like, you know, who you get your inspiration, your, your validation from. So can it be from more than one person or it has to be only one person? I think that the validation needs to come from you. Mm. I think inspiration can come from a lot of places. That's a different question. And I'm all about inspiration and creativity. But I think if you don't know who you are first, and how you want to be perceived, that um, 
it, it's harder to find inspiration in places. You have to start with yourself before you can go for inspiration and figuring out what you think about what other people are wearing. Does that make sense? Totally, yeah. Yes, it does. Maybe you can share one or two stories of um, women that you have transformed, that you have helped. It's funny because they do the work and I get to, I have the privilege of assisting, I guess, but they do the transformation. I'm really, I'm really about them um, becoming more of who they are. So let me I'll give you an example. Um, I'm going to change the names to protect. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had, I have a client, um, Patty that came to me and her, her work was mainly with college students and uh, everything that around the genre of uh, jeans, t-shirts, sneakers, pajamas, uh, very casual. <laughs> and she had taken a new job uh, and she was going to become the vice president of a, of a company. And it was a corporation, so she had to show up dressed as a vice president. And so it was this huge shift. Now, in every other way, she was ready for this job, except clothing. Mm. And so when she came to me, it was a big shift for her to go from how she'd been dressing for 15 or 20 years to dressing as a corporate person. And uh, uh, a lot of the work we had to do was internal about showing up as someone in a position that had a lot of visibility. And so we, we, we had to start over with just a, with a brand new wardrobe, which was kind of fun. Um, and I really kept her at about 15 pieces so that she could mix and match and really get used to dressing that it just in those pieces every day for about six months. 15 pieces. Mm -hmm, 15 pieces. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, uh, and she loved it. She loved it because she was just, she had no idea what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and she has been promoted since then. Uh, she showed up for her first day of work looking amazing. She felt amazing. She was confident. Uh, it's just been exciting to watch her journey. And to kind of segue off of her, I had a client that um, she was about to be fired from her job because of how she was dressed. And her bosses were like, you know, you're showing up dressed in a way that's inappropriate for our office and for our clients. And so uh, she was young in her early 30s. And so I was like, this is going to be interesting because I don't want to take away her femininity and her ability to show up in the world as herself and, and to be, uh, you know, alive and vibrant. But, um, but her clothes were very, uh, she had a lot of low cut shirts and high, high skirts and high, high heels. Uh, and so it was, it was carefully maneuvered through a lot of that to just show her that she could show up in the world as powerful and strong and sexy in her own way without having sex appeal that prohibited her from keeping her job or from working with men and women. But this is very sensitive. It was super sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when I go in to talk to companies about corporate dress, this always comes up. This idea of how do you show up as a female in in the business world or just in in the world in general without um, being too sexy, 
too sexy. Yeah. And what is too sexy? Right. And, and how do we, you don't want to dress like a man. You don't want to have big shoulder pads like we had in the eighties. Right. Uh, so how do you show up in the world as yourself? She has done an amazing job of listening. She, she actually sent me after a year, an apology letter because she was so pushy about she was pushing back a lot on what I said, but she was also very much like, um, I'm going to wear these clothes to work and I'm going to see what happens because I don't, I just don't trust that this is really the way the world is. And in eight months, she was promoted twice. My God. And so, so she, she, she sent a, um, a sort of a, an apology letter like, I'm sorry, I was so pushy. You were right. And um, thank you for sticking with me. And um, so it is a sensitive issue, right? This is, I mean, that's it's a little bit extreme, but in, in a lot of ways, that issue comes up with every woman. Well, you help her save a job. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, uh, she got promoted twice. That's absolutely amazing. Yep, it was. It was amazing. It was great to watch her feel uh, strong and empowered in her clothing and yet still feel her age. She didn't didn't feel frumpy, you know. That was what she said. I'm going to be so frumpy. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. There's a way to do this. So yeah, it was exciting to watch. She wore she wore plus size, right? So it was it was harder for her to find clothing in general. It's harder, um, but she was about to take over her dad's company, mm. and she came to me in jeans and sneakers and sweatshirts and and she said now I have to show up in with men and Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it was really fun to take her through the process and just show her that listen you're beautiful you can be beautiful and you can show up as yourself and still feel beautiful and that is what a lot of my work is about is getting women to recognize that their clothing can do two things it can help them feel beautiful and then when they feel beautiful they actually make better choices so it's a real inside outside process and that you empower them and then they have yes more confidence and um Mm -hmm. do better in their lives in general can we say that yes for sure for sure i get some great notes things that keep me going you know about just grateful. Thank you. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I could never have done it without you, which is not true. They could have, but they just needed someone there to help teach them, to, to teach them how to do it for themselves. My uh, mantra is I'm not there to be the person that's going to dress you every day. I'm going to help you learn how to do it yourself. And what does that entail and how to do that and how to choose the best things for you based on who you are and, and letting all the other stuff go. Now, I would like to know a little bit more about your vision in life. And so what I'm going to ask you is to describe the vision of the world you want to see for your children and even your grandchildren to live in and to thrive in. Yeah, I love this question. Um, Well, I have three daughters. So for me, my ideal world or my vision for the future would be one where uh, we respect and honor women as much as men, right? That there's an equality that would happen that 
you know, it might happen in certain places, but overall it doesn't. And um, I really looking for that world where we are empowering women to be who they were made to be and having that ability to be heard in the same capacity that men are. That is a vision that I've had for a long time. And I think that's one of the reasons I do what I do, because I think your clothing holds nonverbal clues and cues, and it speaks long before you do. So I want to give women that power to speak and have that visual presence um, that helps them get their message out or just helps them be heard when they, particularly when they need to, right? Like they, there's some places where they just, they need to be heard and they're not. And if their clothing can help them as a resource, like the way we use our house or our car, or our money. Mm, I like that. Right. We, we could use our clothing to help us be heard in the world or to help advance our causes and to help us become equal in the world with men. Mm. Not as a negative, but as a positive, a positive equal in all areas. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I would say, simpler for men because um, there are maybe a few, a few, what do you call it, uh, types, archetypes of outfits mm-hmm. for men. Whereas for women, there's so many. And, um, oh and gosh, so, yes. yeah, and your, your vision is to help them connect you know, the different outfits with their abilities and find a place in the world, right? Yes, yes. And it is much easier for men to get dressed, much easier. Uh, Their bodies are easier to dress. They don't have curves that they have to put the clothes over as much. Uh, But the choices are easier. They have less things to think about. They don't generally wear makeup or a lot of accessories. Their hair is easier right? Those are all things we wear, mm. right? Uh, not just clothing. So uh, I even shopping for men, I find that it's easier to, to find color for them. Because you also have, you also help men, right? I do. I do work with men. It's not the majority of my clients, but I do work with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you yeah. find it easier for men? Uh, I find it easier to, to help them get dressed. Yes. And the, the concepts are simpler and, uh, but I, I keep the same mindset for them that they need to show up authentically. So when we're tapping into that part of them that needs to come forth, you know, to say, this is who I am, they, they tend to have a little bit harder time with it, but they're not going to come to me if, they, if they're not willing to do that work. Yeah, so they need to, I mean, everybody comes to you needs to be willing to do that work, to go through yes. that process. Yeah, yeah. And they know up front that there's going to be some work and transformation involved, and I'm going to ask them to do things. And trust me, right, that's the big thing, is to trust me that at the, as the process happens, things are going to change for them, and they're going to be empowered. So... Um, you're not directly working in the fashion industry because you're you're not a designer. You're not. You don't own um, a retail business. You're not uh, a creative per se, but somehow you are. But you know that there are a lot of problems in the fashion industry. 
Yes. And uh, from your perspective, what are the problems and the challenges that uh, you have identified? And, um, mm-hmm. and what do you do to address this problem with your business? Yeah, those are great questions. Um, for example, the, I think that the fashion industry hasn't changed in decades mm-hmm. and it needs an overhaul. I'm very uh, um, aware of what's going on in the world as far as uh, sustainability and ethical choices that we can make in our clothing. And, you know, movies like The True Cost or River Blue, those weigh heavily on me. Mm-hmm. And I, I've really uh, taken a stand to write about and to promote clothing that is sustainable, that is ethical. Um, I, uh, I try and address those challenges when I write in my blogs, and I'll give as many resources as I can to people just to make them aware. So I feel like my job right now around that is awareness and just saying, look, look what's going on. And, uh, and what do you think you can do about it? Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm trying to do. Um, I have a virtual closet that I use for, for men and women where I can take any piece of clothing or accessory in the world and drop it into this closet and people can look at it. Mm. And it's also a catalog. And so I'll do uh, periodically catalogs of just sustainable brands or or smaller brands that are just starting up that are really endeavoring to give us um, great pieces of clothing mm-hmm. without hurting the world, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I really do have a, I have a heart for, you know, our earth being beautiful and the fact that we're not, we're ruining it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I have a heart for the poor. And so as I become more aware, I, I just tend to write about it and, to um, encourage my clients and my readers to buy things, particularly from women-owned companies, Mm -hmm. but also companies that um, promote really good standards for their workers. From my vantage point of not having my own line or being in, in the fashion industry per se, it's about awareness. I thought a lot about that question and I felt really good about what I've been doing. And I thought, I'm going to do more of it. I'm really aware now. I have a big, long list in my Evernote of all the companies that I think are good, sustainable uh, companies I want to keep watching to see what they're doing. I, I try not to put stuff in people's closets from places where I really, that I really disagree with their practices. Yeah, because your voice counts. Somehow you have some, yeah, you have a responsibility to create positive change. Yeah. I really enjoy this first part of my conversation with Kathleen. Her work is related to fashion, but she's not in the fashion business per se. And I find it very smart the way she uses her business to share ideas on sustainability and to educate her audience to make better choices when it comes to buying fashion items. And I also love the fact that with her business, She's empowering women to be who they are made to be and helping them to be heard in the same capacity that men are. I'm very grateful to have had this conversation with Kathleen, who has built a business she loves that is in full alignment with who she is. And in her very own way, she's creating positive impacts on people and on the planet. 
So if you want to find out more about Kathleen's entrepreneurial journey, make sure you listen to the next episodes. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon. Did you like this episode? If you enjoyed listening to Mindful Business Founder, it will mean a lot to me if you can share this with your friends who are also in their sustainability journey. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Bye-bye now. Bye.